0: Hi GP Learners, welcome to this episode. Uh, Today we're going to talk about a concept called the Hype Cycle. The Hype Cycle is an idea that can help those of us trying to navigate the world of primary care and health technology time the adoption of new technologies for ourselves and our organisations more effectively. Now this episode was filmed a few weeks ago and that was before the coronavirus situation really started to heat up. It's interesting how just a few weeks... And a major international crisis can really push uh, technology and primary care forwards uh, what feels like many years. I think if we'd filmed this episode today, right now, we would have probably placed some of these technologies quite differently on the curve. So that'll be interesting for you to see and reflect on. Uh, This is also a new format episode for us. We're experimenting with some new ways of filming and doing things. So we'd really appreciate your comments on that too. So without further ado, let's take a look at the episode.
1: Hey, GP learners. In this episode, we're going to talk about the hype cycle and how it relates to digital primary care as tech enhance your primary care and learning. So Andy, let's talk about the hype cycle. What is it? So the hype cycle
0: is a graphical representation of the maturity and adoption of a new technology or trend or innovation, Mm -hmm. uh, taking it from its inception through to wide stream adoption. Um, It's actually a model developed by um, a company called Gartner in Mm -hmm. the United States. They appear to be a research and business information company who sell reports mm-hmm. about um, trends and technologies. Uh, so people should go and check this out. They appear to own the intellectual property for this. So yep. not trying to turn on your toes, Gartner. We're, right. uh, we're admiring what you've brought to the world in the form of the concept of the hype cycle. Mm-hmm. So what's the point of the hype cycle? So, yeah, so how might this be useful? Mm-hmm. So um, it's a useful way. I think, to conceptualise how technologies go through the journey from discovery through to becoming mainstream. Um, It's important to recognise and helps us recognise that um, expectations and hype Mm -hmm. don't always mean that something will ultimately deliver. Um, It's important to understand that um, even those technologies, or helps us understand that even those technologies that will ultimately be... um, Adopted in the mainstream uh, often go through a trough of disillusionment mm-hmm. or a period of time when they fall out of favour. And that's important because if you're getting behind the technology um, or you know, you're involved in the development, it's important not to lose faith as things move forwards. Um, mm-hmm. And the main application of this, um, or at least in, in Gartner's terms, is to time your entry into um, a technology or a market. So mm-hmm. we'll probably talk more about that
1: later. Okay. So, we're going to talk about how this relates, I guess, a bit more towards digital primary care, particularly in the UK and, and, and that kind of stuff. But I guess it, it, if we're doing that, it'd be helpful to kind of explain exactly what we're looking at. So, so we've drawn out the hype cycle for you guys.
0: This is what it looks like. Um, so, can you explain this lovely board to us, Andy? I can indeed. So, it's a graph. Mm-hmm. And for those listening to the podcast, it will be important to open your mind and conceptualise this. Mm-hmm. We have an x-axis, which is progress through time. There is a y-axis which goes up and that is expectations Mm. or hype or excitement about the technology. And then we have a line that moves from the bottom left area, um, moving up to a high curve. And then there's a dip into a trough and then there's a shallow increase to a a second um, peak, which uh, continues off to perpetuity. Mm. There are five key points um, on the hype cycle. Um, So point one, is the technological trigger. So this is when a new technology is discovered or invented. Um, There might be some very early stories about it, early proof of concept, but there's not that much expectation because there's not that much knowledge um, Mm -hmm. about it. Point two is the peak of exaggerated expectations. So we often see this in the mainstream media with a new technology, and that's when there are a lot of stories um, about technology, a lot of stories perhaps focusing less on tangible delivery in the here and now, but a yeah. lot about what it might do in the near future mm. and why it's important that everybody gets involved. So on these board. are your big headline kind of, bum, 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 yeah. of stories. Yeah. yeah, it's where things seem to bleed out from your own industry into the mainstream, yeah. for example. Um, and then following that, most technologies will go down a slope into the trough of... I feel like a weather person. <laughs> uh, into the trough of disillusionment. So this is where... It begins to be recognized that this technology might not be delivering on all of these often unrealistic expectations and hype that's been mm-hmm. generated. Um, and the volume of stories will decrease. You perhaps don't hear about a technology for a while. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's gone away. Um, much less known about it in this period. Um, and then the uh, third area is the slope of enlightenment. So this is where actually perhaps development has been going on in the background. Mm-hmm. Things have been moving forward. And you begin to get some positive stories again about the technology. Uh, But this time, things are more tangible than on the upward slope to the peak of expectations. Um, And stories about things actually delivering, making a difference, uh, beginning to be adopted. And then as things are adopted, they become more mainstream and they enter the plateau of productivity. Mm -hmm. And these are things which are just inactively used day to day. And you perhaps stop to think, stop thinking about them as a new technology. Mm -hmm. So
1: that is the hype cycle. Okay, so what are the main applications of this kind of thing then, So as we mentioned
0: before, um, timing, entry or adoption of a technology Mm -hmm. is probably, I think, the main application of this. So a lot of people watching out there might be in decision-making positions in Mm -hmm. CCGs, primary care networks, individual practices or other organisations, controlling a budget to spend on technology or other innovations. But you need to pick which technologies to back. Mm-hmm. Went back them. So, looking at this curve, um, I think there are two two main areas really where people might enter. So, some organisations or individuals mm-hmm. or companies might want to enter to early yeah. in the cycle. Now, there are some risks to doing this because it's not always clear what the benefits are going to be. It's not mm-hmm. always clear if the technology is going to survive all the way to mainstream adoption. But if you get in early, you can opt- often capture the upside of that yep. and another that upside is financial so this might be your kind of startups or um, people making investments in technologies mm-hmm. may be looking to get into um, a technology or a trend early mm-hmm. um, there are other organisations perhaps more like the ones that we would work for mm-hmm. um, there are perhaps advantages of entering later in the development or hype cycle yep. of a product and um, in healthcare okay. we're perhaps Very interested in do things have a proven track record? Is there Mm -hmm. an evidence base for things? Um, Actually, there's not that much upside. Yeah, more to this end. Yeah, Uh, perhaps less interested in capturing financial upside of a product uh, or a technology, and more interested in whether it will deliver. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other element of this is cost effectiveness as well. So when something is more mature and coming up the slope of enlightenment. It's likely to have gone through a lot of development, be more cost effective, Mm. um, deliver more bang for
1: the buck. Um, Things earlier on in the hype cycle uh, are likely to be much more expensive for what they deliver. Mm. Potentially. It depends on what state you come in. So obviously coming in as a founder status Mm. for some of these things may end up being a lot cheaper if it ends up getting to that point. And that's the risk you're taking, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, the the, the investments are cheaper over here. Yeah. Uh, but if you're a customer, then maybe, particularly if you're a, uh, you know, NHS based healthcare customer, mm-hmm. then maybe you want to more over here. Uh, unless you want a blaze trail, mm-hmm. you know, which a lot of organizations might want to and you know, capture some of the headlines that might be associated with the peak of exaggerated mm-hmm. expectations.
1: I'm going to cover some of those in a real while. So, but before we get to that, there's also this element of resilience that has to be played with mm-hmm. the, the hype cycle, isn't it, Andy? So can you explain that to us? Yeah.
0: Well, it's just a thought that, uh, you know, if you're really backing a technology, And you know you believe in it, Mm. then just kind of expect this. A lot of people might get behind it. There might be a lot of hype. You know, this might be a nice place to be. But then there's likely to be a trough. Yeah, and it's just a case of if you really believe in it, not losing faith, pushing through uh, until there's adoption of the technology. Mm. This kind of sounds like a change cycle to me, Andy. Yeah, yeah. So uh, people might recognise the shape. So uh, there's the Kubler Ross change curve that Mm. looks very much like this. And I think this hype cycle is really describing a change or a transition. So Kubler-Ross, change curve. It's that curve that goes through um, shock, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, Mm. uh, and coming up to um, problem solving. Looks Mm. very much like that. Mm. Bit of revision there for people. So, what we're going to do for you now is show you a
1: couple of examples of the Gartner's version of the, the hype cycle when it comes to technology, and particularly with regards to health and stuff. So, the first one was back in 2005, and, and so it should be coming up on your screens right about now. And as a result of that, you can see this is what they were thinking back in 2005. So, we're going to pick out a couple of these. Um, interesting, back then we had digital microscopy right as a tech yeah, Which I think is... Pretty it's quite mainstream, mainstream now i mean any smartphone can allow you to do pretty much some elements of this and maybe just an extra camera attachment to make it more effective but yeah actually mainstream. yeah so the digital
0: photography elements there mm. uh, and i think some of the algorithmic analysis of those things yeah. are, are certainly coming through and maybe coming uh up the slope now even when mm. we've been through the trough with that it was a long time ago yeah. uh, interesting to see tablet pcs are in the, um, the trough. Mm. Um, and I think they, I see a lot of our district nurses carrying yeah. portable
1: devices. I mean, I mean, you get a tablet PC for about 30-40 quid nowadays. The accessibility, the tech, and the use of it definitely shifted. Hmm. So, interesting. Shall we fast forward a little yeah, bit? Yeah, we're going to jump over. So, we're gonna, now going to go fast forward to 2014, so just a few years ago, and look
0: at the, the, the hype cycle they had there. And as you can see, there's a lot
1: more stuff on it. For yeah, a
0: lot of exciting stuff yeah. going on in the areas of technological trigger and coming up the peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, picking them, some things off of quantum computing. Mm. That's exciting. Yeah.
1: And uh, just various other things. I guess one thing that's worth looking at, so we, we, we saw a couple of these on um, the earlier one, but speech recognition, Still, all the way here, the product, uh, um, the you know plateau of productivity. Important to remember that when it comes to that one in a second. Um, but even things like natural language processing has kind of shifted a, little, a tiny bit, and, and things, and how that impacts things moving forward. And twenty nineteen. So um, this is one of the more recent ones. This is by a slightly different company called Healthcare Digital. Um, but it's a more recent one we've been able to find. And as you can see, well, first of all, there's less stuff on it. Yeah, potentially yeah. might be a function of that organisation. What is create a clean, clean slide? So we asked you to have a look at a couple of these. So speech recognition. we're going to go straight to that one. It seems to have reversed, gone backwards in time.
0: Do we uh, see that sometimes, Andy? I think I think perhaps the expectation of what speech recognition yeah. is and the context they're using it may be mm-hmm. different. I think certainly dictation is pretty mainstream Mm -hmm. now, or at least it should be, just a question of cost, Um, they're perhaps talking about more complicated elements of real-time analysis of the content of
1: the speech and not just transcription. so, the perception of what it can do may have shifted, and therefore that's what's gone back down the cycle. We've all got other things like Amazon for healthcare. So, many people know that Amazon seems to be looking at healthcare as the next business that they want to encroach into, and how that's going to impact it. Definitely going to be seismic when it happens. Um, and just various things like telehealth. Mm. Interesting one. You know They put it as plateau productivity. Would you agree with
0: that? Well, well if they mean telephones, <laughs> well, then, I, then I think I think they do. But uh, one, one thinks they might mean video. Which we might put somewhere else. We'll, we'll have and a look at yeah. in a second. In fact, shall we do that now, Benander? Yeah. yeah. So, Sorry, guys, so, so I'm We're dropping it. things left, right and centre. So here. we're going to um, attempt to compile the EGP learning um, primary care technology hype cycle for you. Yeah. And we'll make it available as a slide uh, afterwards that you might want to look at and yeah. use. So um, if you guys are watching this,
1: feel free to comment, critique, uh, feedback and stuff. We'd love to actually hear your views on this, but th- this is basically what we've come up with as best as an option. So I'm yep. going to start with something controversial, shall we say. E-consultations, Andy. Where are we going with this? Uh, so
0: I think uh, trough to path, I think we'd, mm-hmm. we'd said. I think there was a lot of excitement about this perhaps a few years ago, maybe yep. 2017, mm-hmm. Um And I think... We're beginning to see practices adopt this, yes, certainly across Nottingham,
1: yeah. uh, in various forms. So, yeah, that's why. I, well, I Yeah, I agree. I think it's starting to come out of the trough, and partly because it's becoming more mainstream and stuff. So, um, time will tell us, I guess, but it's definitely, it's, it's not peak, I think, but it's it's heading upwards mm. and stuff. So, next up, we've got its kind of sister or cousin or whatever you want to think about it, video
0: consultations. Where are we going with this one, Andy? I think... It's certainly on and up in terms of excitement. Um, I'm going to put it at the peak of expectations, um, largely because I think the expectations of the impact of video
1: consultations may be being exaggerated. I I would... Agree with you, despite the fact that I, I love video consultation, what they can do, and video mechanisms. I think, from a prospect of benefit to patients, we there's a lot of hype around it, definitely. No one would ag- disagree with that. It is mainstream from next year to a degree because it's a contractual part yeah. of what we have to do as GPs, but it's applications in primary care. I think there's definitely some groups that will benefit massively. I think the concept that everybody will benefit from this is, yeah, maybe not as great. It's an interesting one. So next up, we've got AI,
0: artificial intelligence. Where are we going with this, Andy? Um, I think it's coming down towards the trough, actually, at the moment. Mm. I think 2018, there was an awful lot of hype about AI. Yeah. Um, Babylon, were sort of you know, riding high. They're still around and doing excellent disruptive work, mm. um, good disruptors. Uh, but I think we're all talking a little less about AI, yeah. or we perhaps should be. So, yeah, mm. peak to trough. I'm sure it will be delivering all sorts of things. I think it is already delivering all sorts of things in various forms, yeah. depending on how you define AI. And mm-hmm. our episode on that is probably quite interesting. Yeah, so go check
1: that out if you want to. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think it's heading down the tr- in, towards the trough, if not already in the trough itself. So we saw this on the earlier one. So we've got a voice transcription that we wanted to talk about. Where do you think this is heading towards? Yeah, I mean, probably- I think it's plateau. Yeah, path to plateau. I think, like you said, it it depends on how you categorise it. I think if you're looking at the concept of it being able to interpret and do a bit more than just a voice to text, then it may be a bit further towards this Mm -hmm. end. But from what it does, actually a lot of the systems around are really good, effective and time-saving in that respect. Okay, something a bit more effective. Electronic prescription services and stuff. So this is uh, the EPS4
0: in particular we're going to talk about. Where would you pop this? I think yeah, I, I think yeah. I, I think we're all using it a lot where we're not using it there's probably a good reason mm. why we're not using it for certain patients yeah um,
1: but yeah I think it has been a successful technology yeah, I think. it does what it says and actually it's proven more and more benefit as time goes on similarly we've got
0: mobile working where are we going with this one Andy? I think I might change that I think it's coming towards the plateau I think we're doing it a lot but yeah. I think we will see a lot more mobile working perhaps yeah. in the future perhaps augmented mm. by things like video consultations. I can imagine people oh, uh, doing, more work, doing more clinical, direct patient contact work from other locations like their own uh, home. I agree with of that. that. I think it's heading
1: towards the plateau of productivity, and particularly as remote working becomes more of a thing, mm. and work-life balance mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, there's potentially more that could be done. Right next up, we've got the digital assistants. So we've got people like Alexa, Google Home, and Siri. Where are we going with this one, Andy? Um, I think it's it, it's coming up the peak. So yeah. Tech
0: trigger to peak. Um, I think there's I think there's a lot more mm-hmm. that it will be able to
1: deliver. Possibly, yeah. Um, it's interesting because there's obviously issues about data privacy and stuff that come with these. But obviously, last year Alexa got the contract to work with. Um, one one service in terms of providing mm-hmm. that kind of integration and stuff. So we are going to see more of this happen and change as time goes on. Right next up, we've got uh, VR. Let's yeah. go with that one, shall we? So virtual reality and a massive shout out to Keith Grimes, our colleague and our episode that we did with him. <laughs> but, and he may disagree with us on this
0: one potentially. Yeah, no, he might agree. I, uh, I think, I think it's coming up the a little bit time. higher up the the peak, shall we say? But yeah, not quite at the top. I think so, for, um, yeah. for clinical applications, I think. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the time I think these things have little peaks and troughs, mm-hmm. but I think there's a lot that it will deliver
1: in the future. Mm-hmm. So next up we've got wearables. Okay, mm-hmm. Now, this is a bit harder to define because there's obviously clinical wearables, there's consumer wearables, but, so we're going to kind of encapsulate all of them. Where are we going with this one, Andy? So it was a tech, tech trigger coming up the curve, mm-hmm. I think? Yeah. That's what we said. That's what we said. But I think when we thought about this a bit more, we thought, actually, is it somewhere else, potentially? Gandhi, where did we say? I well, we're we're about, we were actually saying they might even be heading towards a scope of enlightenment, to a degree. And I think this is the, the challenge of this one is it's that concept versus clinical versus consumer
0: wearables. I think we, we've done ourselves a disservice. And the yeah. category is too broad, Gandhi. Exactly. That's what's happened here. So for this yeah. one, we're going to leave this up to you guys. Yeah. We're going to actually ask you, where would you put
1: wearables? From a healthcare perspective, and for now, we're just going to stick it right <laughs> in the middle <laughs> because we're not quite sure. We, we debated this one. Okay, something a bit more decisive, shall we say? Genomics. Where are we going with this, Andy? Uh, near the tech trigger, definitely. So, relatively new, particularly from a primary care perspective. Yeah. I think for personalised medicine, it's slightly different for other specialities, probably a bit different. But for primary care, we're still, from our perspective, at the earlier stage. And again, check out our episode on this that we did last year.
0: I think the measure. public I think in a few years we will find the public a lot more excited and enthused about this yeah. than they are now. And yeah. then we may and then we may find that actually the delivery of it's much more complicated mm. than people thought we'll have a trough and then we'll be doing stuff around mm. which drugs work on which people best in the future. Mm-hmm. So we've got three more to go, guys. Next up is
1: something definitely a bit more techie. Blockchain. Uh, yeah, let's put that in the in the
0: trough. Yeah. Um, I mean this one might have passed people Buy even, but um, Bitcoin is blockchain technology. Yeah. And a few years ago, I remember people talking a lot um, about how this might be applicable for um, digital patient health records mm. and things. I've quite got my head around how how how, how, it, how, it, yeah. how it how it would work. Um, I'd love to do an episode on blockchain just because it's a little bit mind blowing. Yeah, um, but um, I think it's in the trough. I think the technology is clever, mm-hmm. and I think. We might find that it begins to underpin some of the other technologies as they emerge. But I think, as a a hyped up entity in itself, Mm. I I think it may just stay in the trough forever and just empowering some of the other technologies going
1: forward and if you're someone that disagrees with that if you're someone that thinks that there's actually an amazing application for this in primary care health technology contact us let us know we'd be more well, we'd interested. like to talk to you yeah <laughs> definitely so we've got two more left guys and for the next one we're going to depart slightly from the tech side of it and focus more on the primary care side of things mm. primary care networks so we talk about this a lot at
0: the moment don't we and I think justifiably so mm. so where are we going to pop this one Andy um, I think it's at the peak of expectations because mm. primary care networks appear to be the answer to everybody's problems. Yeah. Fortunately, fortunately, at the moment, you mm. go to meetings and other community providers mm. say, "Oh, yeah, the primary care networks will sort of that." And there's a lot of expectation about what primary yeah. care networks may do. So I think it's I at agree the with you. I think it's at the peak, but I
1: think it's right at the precipice of the trough of disillusionment. And the reason for this is, so we actually thought that this went through a peak, it had a mini trough, and it got back to a peak. And this is because of what happened with the contract negotiations yeah. that we saw and. Yeah, are we going to see another trough
0: hit us? Time will tell. Hopefully not, but we will have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, I think there'll be a period when it's not me not delivering on expectations, and those of us who are those of us who are invested mm-hmm. as we're clinical directors and yeah. will we'll have to show some resilience and stay the course. Yeah, and last but not
1: least, interoperability thing that we talk about quite a lot on this channel.
0: Yeah, So. Uh, I've got quite steep about where to place on the graph so mm. I think my expectations are low um, about when this will be delivered um, and the time scale keeps dragging on I don't know if we can place something on the sort of plateau of disillusionment never going to happen mm. that's probably not a real place is it mm. um, is it sort of pr- yeah, pr- I pr- think a I think right for
1: us it's right at the bottom of the trough of disillusionment and I think the reason it's there is just this absolute frustration that we've been told it's going to come out of here for years and years and years, and it's not shifting. Now, hopefully with things like GP Connect, we will finally, finally see it start to head up the slope of enlightenment. And I guess the main reason we're frustrated with this one, isn't it, is that this probably has the impact to shift every single one of these a good few places to the right, because actually it will fuel a lot of the tech. I think it's an an, an, an enabler, isn't it? You think how this fuels into off-site in consultations, mm. um, you know, off-site processing of you know, AI, mobile working, video consultations. And network working that will massively. Exactly. All of these will shift that way if this works properly. And right now in primary care, health tech, we're not quite there yet. Long well, sure short of it. But will we ever be? Um, well, we'll have to wait and see. Of the so, course. Be mm-hmm. resilient. Yes. We'll try and stay in the course. So, each you guys, we hope you really enjoyed this episode. As we said, all the kind of stuff and contents and show notes and, and everything is down below if you want to check it out and things, and we will produce a more effective slide of this for you guys to have a look at and stuff. In terms of being able to contact us, we'd love it if you would. Do you agree? Do you disagree with what we've said and done and all that kind of stuff? If not, we'll tell us. So we'd love to hear what you're thinking, and as always, you can contact whatever profile you want Twitter Facebook Instagram LinkedIn on all pod- of them yeah podcasting platforms we'd love it if you could leave a review for us definitely on iTunes it kind of gives us a bit more metrics
0: and feedback and if you're watching time. on YouTube click subscribe and ring, ring the bell as so yeah. everyone
1: says in their videos and leave a comment because we promise to reply to the comments that you leave us and stuff and we are keen to know what you think of our version of yep. the digital primary care hype curve and the format of these new short yes, episodes exactly. so Thanks, Thanks very much. much. As always, content us what you want, and we will catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.